back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School, 93.7 The Ticket, uh, 402-464-5685, Sarder Hammond text line, Honda Lincoln hotline if you want to join in the conversation. Uh, the Sarder Hammond live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can see whatever's going on in studio. Uh, we do want to talk about uh, the NFL and what's going on. Um, <laughs> I want to be fair. I want to be fair. Um, we were going to talk Huskers hoops, but I want to just – Stick with the NFL as I as I think about it. Okay, who who is the greater villain in this thing? Who who whose well, office has the most nervous tension today? Is it the Miami Dolphins because of their their the, the rumors and the speculation that they were tanking games and paying the offering to pay the head coach more <laughs> to lose games than to win them, or is it the Giants who said? This is what we're supposed to do. We're just going to ignore it and do what we want to do anyway. Do you know how much disposable income you have to have to offer somebody $100,000 to lose games on purpose? And and that's just like a random arbitrary number. And he was just like, yeah, $100,000, whatever, I don't care. Right. And, and it's, what, 16, 16 games? He's they like, lost, yeah. understand, a seven-game losing streak to start the season, and then you figure out a way to, to have a winning season. Miraculously. It's impressive. Right. So then the question is, did he do it? Did he consider it? Um, and then some folks have asked the question, why did he wait? Wait for what? Wait to tell. Why would he well, not he address it? he couldn't do it while he was employed. I think the Giants, the, the as he called it, a sham interview was the tipping or was the point that sent him over the edge. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think – I mean, who knows? I mean, I think when you're when you – have this evidence and you go into a law firm it's not something like you walk in at 12 o'clock and it's out there i'm sure they they had to gather every, i mean i say it takes a little while you gotta think he was just employed with the dolphins until recently so um you know i doubt he was going to do it while he was coaching because he didn't take the money i'm assuming uh you know he didn't take the money to lose so it's, here's it's, here's here's where some of this plays out. So let's go through. Somebody asked us to review the charges. It's a 58-page lawsuit filed in Manhattan Tuesday, uh, and it names he sued the Dolphins, the Broncos, who have been quietly that story ignorant, that he right, was, and then the Giants. Uh, alleging discrimination regarding the interview process uh, with Denver and New <laughs> York. Did, did tell the, I want to hear the Denver story. Right. I, so, I heard so, so it's funny. here are a couple of things in <laughs> well, place. That, uh, Flores alleges that the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019. So this is two years ago. Mm. Right through this process, then he says that uh, the team game they, they, that he was offered a hundred thousand dollars for every loss that season. Uh, he said that as the teams won games late in the season, general manager Chris Greer told him that Ross was mad that the on-field success was compromising the team's draft position. It goes further. How dare you? Oh, it goes further than he alleged that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which the coach refused so as to not violate NFL tampering rules. Now, that'd be Brady throwing right it in the face, right? That Brady was in the space. Uh, he chose not to do it because that was the wrong thing to do, which also finger points to Tampa, meaning if they mm-hmm. got him, there was tampering, but let's go further. Uh, Flores said he refused to meet and left the yacht. So he was on the yacht, and then they told him Brady was 
that Brady was coming, conveniently arriving uh, at the marina for an impromptu impromptu meeting. Oh, hey, look, my best friend Tom Brady is on uh, his way to my yacht. <laughs> so he was fired January 10th despite uh, back-to-back winning seasons since uh, 2003, the first ones in, 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 in the program's uh, 20-year run, 10-6 in, in 2029 and 8-2021. So then there's that. Uh, Flores then alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy for no other reason than compliance with the NFL's Rooney Rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates for open positions. The league has amended that rule in recent years and says that teams must hold an in-person interview with at least one external minority candidate for any general manager or head coaching job. It goes further. (laughs) He says that uh, Flores then alleged that uh, the Bill Belichick sent him a, te- a series of texts. Uh, both Flores and uh, Dayball worked for uh, Belichick in New England. And Belichick told Flores that he had heard from Buffalo and, New- and, New- and the Giants that you are their guy. Except <laughs> Belichick then says, whoops, I bleeped up. I double-checked and misread the tech. I think they're naming <laughs> Brian Dayball. I'm sorry about that. The text is the texts are all there, right? Rico, you want to try to nicely state the Denver? Yeah, that's what so I want. Denver, I'm waiting for Denver. The Denver one, he alleges that the general manager showed up an hour late, and that uh, you know, John Elway was uh, disheveled and hungover. So they were all their 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 clothes were all messed up, and yeah, they showed up an hour late, and he was hungover from from partying the the night before. With him or just no, not by, with by him. Himself. Just just doing whatever they were doing. So they had an interview with Flores the next day, and then they partied whatever, and then they showed up and they're like, "Hey, Brian, uh, you went through the interview, and then ended up hiring Vic Fangio." So who who looks who has the most egg on their face? Uh, it's definitely the Dolphins because what the Giants did, everybody does every year. I mean, it happens if you go back and look at the timeline how guys are hired or when they're hired at you know there's been some bootleg interviews and stuff like that even for even um coordinator jobs you know what i'm saying um and gm's jobs as well so i mean heck uh the giants had interviewed lewis reddick who's widely more successful as a evaluator and they got the guy uh dave gettleman who is widely known as a horrible gm and a borderline horrible dude right so I would say the Dolphins, considering of just because of the potential of one tanking mm-hmm. and incentive, making an incentive for a coach not to do his job, and then two years later you fire him, right? So then now you're you're costing me potential earning income outside of this because now can, I can't really do my job. Then the potential of tampering. On the, I guess if you, you, I'm assuming it's Brady, but whoever of tampering and trying to recruit a guy during the year. Why is Belichick in the loop for discussion for those other teams? How would he be in the in the loop? Because, well, because well, they're well, ask, those teams are asking they're, they're, him they're, about his former coaches. Yeah, those, those they teams. already. If you're interview, if you've chosen, if those are your finalists for coaching positions, you already have the information on that. Not necessarily. They they'll call, you'll call. If you could, I mean, you'll call Belichick and and just you know. But you called Belichick, kick the tires and before. And it, but, but all these guys are all these guys are close 
together. I mean, the coaching fraternity is close, regardless of the intensity of games. So people that work in Buffalo, people that work in New York, uh, people that, you know, where they're going, they all know each other. They they all will talk to each other. They, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about players. They'll talk about whatever. This is where do. the NFL gets caught. The fact that this opens the door to uh, – pulls the curtain, Wizard of Oz. This is how things really work, that this fraternity is so tight-knit – that you're not really honoring the process anyway, but it's the very point. It's the very point of why they're doing it. Here's what here's what Flores is asking for: an increase of influence of black individuals in hiring, increase the ob- objectivity of hiring, terminating GMs, head coaches, and coordinators, increase the number of black coordinators, incentivize hiring, retention of black GMs, head coaches, and coordinators, transparency of pay for general managers, head coaches, and coordinators, and the lawsuit seeks unspecified damages from the NFL, which called called the claims without merit on Tuesday. And I think the NFL will end up having to do more work than everybody else. No, oh, they're going to have to investigate all three situations, and uh, and it's, it, they're going to have to do work, and then they're going to have to obviously protect themselves because all three of those teams are under the NFL shield. So they they got to do double time. They got to protect each of it, or they got to investigate and protect each team, but then they got to protect themselves as well. And then what happens next with the teams that still are in the head coaching market? Houston, New Orleans, for, as examples. Well, Houston already kind of. You know, it's hard because it's hard because say like you don't want to be the the token hire because of Brian Flores, but then you can't pass up that 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 opportunity. It's just like Cully down in Houston is like, you know, you knew that he was going to be there a year. Everybody knew he was like, this is not the guy they wanted. They're going to be a year, but you can't pass up not only the, the opportunity, but then also obviously the pay was pretty good. So it, but you know what? These billionaires—they're going to do what they want. They're going to hire. I mean, if they at the end of the day, if I'm a owner or GM, yeah, this stuff is—it's not new to me. I mean, this is stuff that the only thing that's different is that Brian Flores is a high is is, is a, not the highest profile coach. He's a high profile coach, and he's willing at this point in time because of social media. And then I think he was on an Earth like Today Show or something, or you know, Good Morning America. He's willing to take it and and really shed it, you know, bring light to it. And willing to step out there in this day and time, you're getting more eyes to the situation. But these type of issues have been brought to other networks and has been on for a day or two. And then, you know, even when Rooney, you know, that started the rule in Pittsburgh, he, they redid the rule and then they kind of made some adjustments. Um, you know, I think at one point in time they had Art Shell involved and stuff like that. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um and moving forward, but I, I'd be very, very surprised that there isn't a minority hired uh, <laughs> uh, very soon, uh, right? I'm surprised what? it wouldn't be like. What? But you know, to be honest with you, it, you know, look, I it, the, you can't pass up these opportunities. I mean, there's some really, really enticing jobs out there. Um, you know, the Saints' job is enticing. Um, Houston is was enticing i think that they're so bad from a roster standpoint and the way that the organization is run it's going to take a unique person to do i mean i'd need a 10-year contract there yeah, it, well, yeah. again you're 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 handcuffed and and 
you attached don't to Deshaun Watson. Right. You don't know the particulars or how and that's going to play is garbage. out. The roster, you've removed all oh, of the marketable pieces. And the good players. Uh, and well, the, the best players and the leaders. Yeah. Uh, the community leaders right. as well. Yeah. All of that's in play. And in New Orleans, again, we know business is being done differently in New Orleans. But they got a good roster, got a really good defense. Thomas comes back. You got Kamara. You got, I mean, they got a line. I mean, that's that, that you know. I'm not sure Thomas comes back. Well, I mean, I'm just look. I'm not sure he comes look, back, well, and I'm not sure he comes back to that to them. I, right, I'm, but I'm just saying potentially, I'd like to. Th- a coach is going to be saying, "Hey, I can sit down with him." Sean Payton's gone. It's New Orleans, you know. So it's New Orleans, and there's, I, there's jobs out there that are enticing. Do they call Drew Brees? Never mind. I uh, I will we'll stop Those, that. Well, stop that. Not not nah, nah, Josh don't McCown. Answer, don't answer that. Uh, we'll throw it to break. <laughs> We'll throw it to break. Uh, I do want to bounce back to Husker Hoops. It's a big week. Women have the opportunity uh, to enhance their place in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the bracketology. They get a chance to enhance their, their, their position in the Big Ten Conference. They sit at 16-4. and four. Uh, The men have another opportunity uh, at home to get a win against Northwestern. So it's a big week for Husker Hoops. We'll talk about it when we come back to Old School on 93.7 The Ticket. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.